Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. All right, y'all, welcome back to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. I'm going to use this very, very quickly just to remind you that we are doing a full rebrand. We have a new name of the podcast coming for you. And right now it looks like we'll probably be taking a couple weeks off at the end of the year and coming back mid-January with our brand new podcast life. Um, so just, just a heads up that that's going to happen. We'll be gone for a few weeks. We're going to polish things up real nice and then we'll come back and it'll still be, you know, the podcast, you know, and love just with a name and, uh, and some branding that maybe more accurately reflects what we're doing here. So today we have a really, really, really special guest. I am so excited that she said yes, even though my guess is she maybe thought she had to, but I hope in a good way, like we we're consent based culture. Uh, Marisa, Marisa Beachdale, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and totally, you know, you're right. I was like, I have to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now everyone thinks that I'm a manipulative boss. Um, Marisa, who are you and why are you here? Um, Besides the fact that I told you to come. <laughs> well, because you asked. So start there. I'm a yes man. Um, <laughs> I am the community manager of the Holistic Business Academy. I also act as the growth manager and currently the podcast manager. Um, so it's super cool to see everything from this side of things and be the guest for once. Um, and I have an education background in public relations, sociology, and massage therapy. I love humans. I love animals. Um, and as the community manager, I get to do all the things I love and support good people who are out in the world doing good things. Oh my gosh, Marisa. So in, in case you could not, Marisa basically does everything in the business that I don't do. Marisa does. <laughs> and uh, Marisa is our, you know, our first full-time employee here at HBA Co. Um, an absolutely critical member of the team, uh, the team of, of two, plus some amazing contractors. Um, and well, the reason I wanted to bring Marisa on today is like, you know, Marisa, we just had a very successful, very easy launch. Like what happened? <laughs> That's such a good way to put it. Um, <laughs> it was so funny because we went into it saying this is going to be um, a low key end of your launch. Let's just approach this low key. And then we ended up scheduling like seven or eight case studies for you to do that <laughs> week. Um, which was, was awesome, not, but not low key, <laughs> not low key. Um, but I think from every other aspect, it was low key. You know, we weren't running ads. Um, everything was, was pretty organic, I would say. Um, and it turned out to be one of the best launches as far as conversion rates. Um, and I, I think a lot of that is because of the systems that we have in place and the, uh, SOPs, the standard operating procedures that have been growing for, I imagine the past couple of years, but really significantly shifting over the past year since I've been with you. I went into it, it was my third launch. So I went into it expecting, I guess it was my first launch taking on from the start, from the, yeah. you know, making the task list and assigning the task list and dating everything so that everything happened in time. And I was like, whoa, this is going to be horrible. Like, this is not, I've never done this. She's just giving me all this trust and faith in me. And it was awesome to get to the end of it and be like, whoa, I set this up from that start and it went this well. You know, I, first of all, yes, like you did. And I think, yeah, I think we'll talk a little bit about maybe this process of getting you to this place, but you know, Marisa, you managed this launch and I just want to speak like from the business owner perspective, because I bet a lot of people listening are probably at this place where it's like, there was definitely a time in my life where I could not imagine ever having somebody else manage a launch. 
I was like, not only am I like the launch girl, that's like what I do, but just the idea of being able to actually explain all the moving pieces to someone so who could actually like could run with it just was sounded impossible to me. And here we are, you did an amazing job. And just like Marisa said, like this was so low key. I was really like, you know, I don't really want to do a big push. I'm kind of tired. <laughs> like it's the end of the year and I want to just, you know, open up HBA for the people who've been waiting for it, um, who've been like waiting for another opening because we hadn't done a public launch since July. And so we did, we were just like, let's do it low key. And we converted at over 18%, which is, is wild. That is, I'm pretty sure that's our highest ever conversion rate. That is extremely high. Um, so Marisa, like, let's back up a little bit. You, is this your third launch of HBA with us? On the first launch in March, you were still working part-time. And I feel like you were kind of just like tangentially involved, right? Like you maybe like were in the inbox and doing some of those things, correct? Yes, I was in the inbox and you were also in the inbox. So I was like very, I was just kind of there in the background watching everything happen and thinking it was, it was a really wild system. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, why are we talking to all these people for a week? It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and you hadn't really had experience with launching. So what did you think of that when you were like coming into the company and starting to see how we were using the sales process? So I guess when I first came in, I was like, this is, a lot of moving pieces. What a cool system that they're just kind of repeating these launches when it's time and making tweaks. There's always little tweaks and changes and shifting the messaging. But for the most part, you're always approaching it with this like one structure of a system. And for me, that was like such a beautiful, I love organization. I love systems. So seeing <laughs> that was like, yes, this is going to be good. But also there was just so many moving pieces to it. And I remember, I think it was the first or second launch reaching out to you and at the time our um, operations manager, because you two were doing sort of all the managing that I did this time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so what do you guys need? Like, <laughs> there has to be more that you need from me right now. And, and I'm just sitting here watching all this stuff happen. And I know there you, I, I envisioned you being really stressed out. You never seem really stressed out when it comes to time. But at the time I was like, there's gotta be so much going on and they must need my help more. There must be something I could be doing to help because you just see all these moving pieces when you're kind of on the outside. Yeah. And then, you know, in, in the second launch, you started taking over some of the activities of the launch beyond just the inbox, right? That's when you started actually like you kind of starting to see how we were building things a little bit more. And um, I think you were managing probably some of the, you know, more of the emails and things like that. Did it start to make more sense once you were a little bit more into it? Or was it really like this round that you were like, oh, I get this now that you're like fully doing it? You know, the cool thing about that second launch was I was, all of the tasks were assigned to me and scheduled for me and date, you know, I wasn't a part of that setup, but I was the part of actually scheduling it all. So I sort of like hopped in, in the middle of what I started the beginning for the third one. So it was, you know, I, I was doing a lot of the same, you know, main tasks that I did in this launch but I didn't do any of the setup to get there. Right. And then now this time you did, as you said, you did everything. <laughs> I did everything. So you did, you did fucking everything. Um, and it was so cool because it was like Marisa was telling me what to do, which is probably my dream. Like, Marisa's like, go here now, do this then. And I was like, great. 
it might be my dream too. I was like the control freak in me was like, yes, finally we have arrived. (laughs) We have arrived. I am bossing around Sarah. Um, and it was awesome for me because the, the relief I felt as someone who like, we're going to talk more about like kind of processes and systems in a second. Cause I think as Marisa was starting to say at the beginning, that's like really the most important thing here as someone who actually has a hard time being understood. Um, I have had a core wound around this to be clear y'all <laughs> my therapist and I are working on it. And it may be like as a coach and educator and a podcaster and a writer, some of you might be listening to be like, really, you don't think you're understood. Um, but when it comes to things like systems and processes and, um, things like that, I tend to build them very intuitively and very automatically just based on how my brain works. Now, most of you at home probably do the same thing. Even if you've studied with me or you've worked with another coach, you've probably developed kind of idiosyncratic ways of doing things that you like doing them. And if you're anything like me, you get nervous trying to figure out how you're going to explain that to somebody else, (laughs) how you're going to explain how this thing happens, right? Or even stuff that isn't necessarily idiosyncratic, but just you've been doing for so long. All of you know how your software works, right? You use it. Imagine bringing in someone brand new who hasn't worked with any of these softwares and being like, uh, set up a webinar. I'm sorry, what? What does that even mean? And to be at a place in the company where we have not only a strong enough communication between the two of us, Marisa, but also have the systems in place where it's not in my head anymore. It's like, you don't like, I actually, in like the best way possible, I actually don't know our entire current launch system because you remade it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, that was the other piece of this is like, we actually had to completely redo like the front half of our launch because we changed software programs, right? Yeah. We switched uh, the webinar software over uh, between the last launch and this one. So can you tell us a little bit, you know, what is an SOP? You know, you said standard operating procedure, but what does that really mean? And how are you, how did you use that to manage the launch? Yeah, so standard operating procedures are um, written documents. They're living documents. They're constantly changing and being updated um, that basically lay out step-by-step the process of every piece of the the business um, from how to interact in the in the community group to exactly step-by-step processes to something like a launch. Um, and they, they really lay out every step. So sometimes depending on who made them, um, sometimes there's a lot of the steps that are missing and it's like, you know, your brain works in a way that says, okay, so then you just update this part of this page. And I'm like, well, how? <laughs> How? And by by someone, she means me, which is totally <laughs> fine. Like I was saying, I'll be, I remember making some video for you on how to do something in Canva and you were like, I can't see what you're doing because I think you're using your keyboard and there's no recording of your keyboard. And I was like, ah, right. <laughs> I was yes. like, I didn't even think about that. She was like, what are you doing to make that happen? I can't <laughs> see it. And you're not saying it. <laughs> you said nothing. You were like, and then you just move it up. And I'm like, what do you mean? I just move it up. <laughs> you just move it up so this is like it's and I wanted to talk about it like I'm not good at this (laughs) 
<laughs> and you don't have to be, but this is what, you know, so depending on what you're working with, there, there are, there are totally holes. I think we find holes every single time just because like, it's a process, right? As you, you said, were saying before we hopped on, like this is a living document. This is never, like if it's not living anymore, then it's actually no longer an SOP. It's become like, I don't know, an archive of your business. Yes. So let's like use this launch as an example. How did you go about, um, how do you find a hole, right? How do you find a problem with an SOP? And then how do you go about solving it? So I would say I found holes at different times. Um, so the first things I did was read through the entire SOP and took the task list and updated it because I had to move in the new process with the new webinar software. And the old webinar software did more than just the webinar. So there were different steps I had to search through and remove and then update with, okay, now if it's going to be going through this other software, what do we need to do here um, you know, to, to make these steps still happen if something isn't automatically doing them? And that was kind of the first set of working with the SOP and updating it. And, and those were kind of holes that became holes. Um, and then there were little holes that that would pop up later on. Like, you know, I, I kept reviewing it. I kept thinking that there had to be something missing because things were going too smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kept reading through. I was like, there's something's wrong here. It's This is too easy. Um, and then, you know, it would pop up at a an unexpected time. It would be like, we're basically done with the launch. And I'm thinking, you know, next week, everything's going to go back to evergreen or back to whatever, you know, our non-launch period looks like. And I don't think it said anything in the SOP about how to make that happen. And your brain picks up on those things. They don't come in and smack you three weeks down the line, like, oh my gosh, I forgot to do this. It's your brain if you've done the process or seen the process done even one time, there's a little trigger that goes off in your head. That's like, okay, okay. There's something missing here. And then you figure out how to do it. And I would go back in and I would write it out. And honestly, the first time I write a chunk of an SOP, it's very similar to the way you do them. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, Hey, I did this thing. And I'm like, well, and then I'll go back and look at it. And I'm like, yeah, but you did that thing, but how? And then I go in and I, I, go through literally step-by-step step because I want somebody to be able to come onto our team and, and read an SOP and be able to do everything, you know, be able to go from SOP to action without a lot of friction. I mean, I think that's ultimately the SOP goal is that someone who doesn't know anything about the process can pick it up and do it. Right. And that's like, that's like a goal that one never actually reaches to be clear. Like we would not hire someone new and give them this SOP and be like, good luck. Right. Like you wouldn't do that as a, as a company, that would be shitty, but, um, that, that that's kind of what we're striving for. And that's part of what makes it so easy to run a launch. Even if you do know what you're doing is because one of the things I say is that like, this is like your brain power is, doesn't need to be holding all of these tasks to remember them right? We want our brains free during a launch to do exactly what you were saying, Marisa, like to kind of notice the holes, to kind of do the background problem solving, um, and also just to like not be stressed out. Um, but like I, what I see so many people doing, especially if you're just working, still working with yourself and you don't have anyone on your team, 
you don't even have like a contractor or a VA is that you're using like all of your brain um, computational power to hold these things in your mind actively. It's like, you're taking up all your brain space, trying to remember, Oh, what day do I send that email? Oh, what do I have to post? How many emails am I supposed to do? Where do they get sent? Like if you're holding that in your brain, of course, launching is stressful. That's exhausting. Oh my God. Oh, that would be horrible. I mean, Could you imagine? I can't. <laughs> I don't want to. That sounds like an anxiety attack waiting to happen. <laughs> well, and I think like I, mean, I used to do that, right? Like before I like sat down and really mapped out my process, even when I was teaching it, you know, I was teaching the process, but like these like minute details I was still had in my head until we started bringing on people to help us. And then I was like, oh, this can't live in my head anymore because then what happens like the Marisa can't solve this problem. She has to come and ask me every single time because I haven't done a good job of sharing my knowledge. Well, it's wild how far spread the benefits are to getting those processes and little details out of your brain and into an SOP. It just, you know, it, it impacts beyond that one task. It does, like you're saying, it frees up that space in your brain to think about the other things that are coming up. And uh, I, I would go nuts if I had to remember what day every email had to go out and be checking, you know, it's all there in the task and I schedule them and I mark them scheduled and it's such a beautiful thing. (laughs) I love this. You're like so into this. It's so satisfying. I see them. I'm like, oh yes, that email was supposed to go out today. And then I just go in and check and it did. And it just feels so good. So, you know, I think I, I, I know that for me, there, there was a huge kind of hurdle to actually starting to take action on this because it's just so not my skill set. Like, I really don't like nitty gritty. De- like, I'm, I'm detail oriented, but I, at the end of the day, I don't really like nitty gritty details. Like, I want everything right, but like, I don't like to, <laughs> I was like, I want everything right, but I don't want to think about it. Enter Marisa. <laughs> Enter Marisa. Um, and, and I spent years doing all of that myself, right? Like, so I, I'm, I'm good at, like, I have that skill, but it's not, um, it's not really like my area of expertise, if that makes sense. Like, I'm great at the strategy and even the nitty gritty strategy, but like the actual, like, the implementation of that, less, less my skill set. I get bored and distracted and then I make mistakes. So yes, enter Marisa and all of our SOPs. But I do think that I really viewed it as like a waste of time or like a hurdle to overcome when I initially was trying to make these systems because it's not obviously revenue generating, right? It's something where it's like, if you're trying to run a business and maybe you're trying to get to the point where you can hire someone to help you, right? That's a big leap. Um, you know, it can be hard to prioritize these things. You're like, oh, but I really need to go sell, right? Or I really need to do this other thing. If everything feels more urgent and SOPs are rarely urgent, but they are important. We want to go Eisenhower matrix with this. And what that means though, if you're like listening to this and like, you're trying to scale your business, you want to be able to do the same launch three times a year without it being stressful. This is where it starts. It starts with this documentation. And I'm speaking, especially to those of you that are um, like, have a hard time with organizational skills where kind of executive function stuff is challenging. This is the gift you give yourself because if you actually carve out that time and make it a priority, even if it's like the only thing you do for a week, right? Like get hyper-focused on it, (laughs) go all in. Um, 
then you don't have to ever think about it again, at least not as actively as you did that first time. It's like the inertia is overcome and now you have a blueprint you can actually follow. Um, yes. Yeah. You're actually buying yourself back time because oh. in the, you know, the few times where I haven't done an SOP on something, because I don't always remember, you know, I'll do a new process. And then the next time I go to do it, I'm like, shit, how did I do that? What were the steps, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'll go back and I'll be like, okay, I remember seeing these buttons, but, and, and then you have to start back over and you have to refigure out how you did those steps. And then hopefully you think to make an SOP that time, but you know, even if you just take the time to make a video of the process that you're doing, and maybe it doesn't get written into an SOP right away, but you have a video. So you can, you can play that video and watch yourself going through those steps the next time you're going through them. And it'll save you so much time. It's so wild. We, um, you know, you can use Loom, which is a great software. There's a decent free version, but I think it only goes up to like five minutes now, which is so annoying. So you probably have to pay for it. We use Searchy for our um, video kind of hub for HBA. That's how those of you who are members, why, why everything's captioned and searchable is because of Searchy and Marisa. <laughs> Searchy and Marisa. Um, and they have a little screen recorder that I use a lot for these videos. So it's worth it. And it's funny. I was trying to, I'm updating the front end of the website and building it out for the first time. The HBA website has like never had a homepage really, or like anything. And I couldn't remember how I had done something when I rebuilt the back end last year, like the customer facing part last year, it took me like an hour to find the setting. I was like, Oh my God, I should have like made a note of how I did these things. So yes. you are, I love this. You're, you're, you're carving out time for your future self. And I think, yeah, starting with a video is such a, like a screen share and just talk your way through it too. It's worth it. Cause if you're doing it already, then a screen video is like, it doesn't take any extra effort. And then you'll actually at least have some documentation um, because like, like, let's just talk like, so this launch, all right, we had to make a few updates. We had some software changes. It was your first one managing it, but how did it go? It went so smoothly. It was, it was so unexpected. I mean, I'm looking at all these moving pieces. I make this task list. I'm updating the SOP. I'm like, something's going to go wrong. But what I discovered was that the work is in the back end. And when you get to the week of the launch, if you've done that work in the back end, that is such, it's smooth sailing. It's you get to that week and the webinar is over and I was sitting there looking at my computer like, okay, well, when's the bomb going to go off? You know, what's, <laughs> what's going to go wrong next? And nothing did. And it was, it was so cool. It was so satisfying to have started at the, you know, at nothing and created this whole launch and, and it worked. It really did. And I, yeah, I thought, you know, I've launched a lot everyone listening at home. Um, and it does get easier with time. You start to get used to the kind of the cadences of the launch, how to care for yourself during the launch. But I told Marisa, and this is largely thanks to Marisa. So here's my public. Thank you, Marisa. Um, this was the easiest launch that I've ever done. Um, and it wasn't easy because I've done it so many times. I want to make that clear. Cause like, I'm not saying you don't need to launch, like, I don't know, like five times a year for four or five years. Like I have to like get here. That's not what I'm saying. It was easy because we had a clear system and because we, we did the work ahead of time. So everything was spread out. I think we probably spent three weeks setting everything up. Does that sound about right? 
Yeah. Um, and that way, like it was busy, but it was never overwhelming. It wasn't a last minute crunch. There wasn't, um, like we had, we had spaciousness and time to move things around and read prioritize and whatever. Right. Then when it actually did come to like the week before the launch and the launch week itself, like I just had to sell, I just had to show up and do my webinars and do my like videos and do the things that like essentially at this point in the business, like only I can do, right. That is actually like my job. I was able to just do that. And Marisa was able to keep an eye on things in the back end, um, do the tech stuff on the back end, but like nothing bad happened. It was so chill. <laughs> and I think that because you were able to, to focus on everything that way for that week, that every, your whole focus was on selling, you did it so well, and you didn't miss any pieces of information that might have fallen off if your brain was thinking about all the other back end things. And, you know, we didn't have barely any email questions coming in because you covered them in all of the, the back work. They were there. People had their questions answered. And I think the case studies also had a good, uh, a good role in that because people, you know, they got a well-rounded vision of what being an HBA member would look like. And it also established trust. Oh, yes. I mean, we can talk about the power of case studies at length at some point, probably not in this episode. <laughs> case study um, episode to come. But <laughs> case study episode to come. And thank you, of course, to all of our members who participated in that. Y'all are brilliant. If you haven't watched those, just go and check them out. They're on my Instagram um, IGTV feed just to see their stories and, and hear from our members who are so brilliant and so brave to come and share about themselves. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it was, and I'm going to tell you all a secret, and I think Marisa figured this out, but um, I'm going to tell everyone else. I spent the majority of my time during launch week, like at the gym and going on walks. <laughs> I was like, I, I, in between that, I was trying to take care of myself. I was truly trying to live into what I say to y'all, right? I was like, I have to show up. I, I'm an introvert as much as I love talking and seeing y'all and doing videos and, and doing sales. I'm an introvert. And everything was so chill that I was able to like take my dog on long walks and just be calm and be decompressed. And like, so I also this week, like I'm a little tired, but I don't have a launch hangover. I'm not, I usually after a launch, sometimes we'll have like some real anxiety issues come up. I mean, I'm not going to say it, like, I, I am an anxious person, so there's, it's there, but, um, <laughs> but like, I was actually able to care for myself really fully. And that was so exciting to be like, and everything is fine. Like nothing's going to die. If I'm on a walk, like we're going to be okay. And like, that's how it should be. It shouldn't be panicked. It doesn't have to be panicked. And I think these systems are really like the key to that. Oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, <laughs> I love picturing you off at the gym and taking a walk and just at peace with everything going on mid-launch. Yeah, I would buy, I'd be like, I hope you were at peace, but I also know that you've had a busy week of your own anyway. So <laughs> it's been a busy week, but it was, it was, it was, uh, that's the thing I think I noticed even on the second launch was that the week of launch doesn't have to be overwhelming. Yeah. You did the, you, you set yourself up for success and then you can get to that week and, and you like gain all this time back all of a sudden. Yeah. Yep. So I, one of the reasons I really want to talk about this today is because I know a lot of you are at this place in your business where you are ready essentially to, to scale, right. To be able to take these kind of big impact 
actions, um, you're also probably ready to hire somebody to help you do that, to find your, to find your Marisa. Um, <laughs> everyone's going to be after this episode, everyone's going to be like, I need a Marisa. I'm just going to warn you. I'm going to get like all these DMs. People are be like, where do I get a Marisa? <laughs> I was like, oh, we don't with, with, with pure luck is how you get a Marisa. Um, but, um, I know a lot of you are like at this place and you're like, cool, great. These systems sound great. I have no idea how to even start. Um, so for those of you that have membership sites and are kind of establishing your businesses and you're ready for this next step, I want Marisa to come and talk with us today because we're going to be offering you a way to to do this, right? To actually learn from our systems, to learn from all of our fucking mistakes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, to like help you kind of jump ahead of some of the bullshit and, and scale more efficiently inside our new membership accelerator program. Um, so the details of this have not been released yet. Uh, it's going to be application only to make sure that we can really support you, that you're at the right business stage to, to kind of invest your time and resources in this program because it is more advanced, it's more intensive, um, it is more expensive, it is a really high-touch intimate program that we're creating. Um, and I just want to say, if you're interested in that, if you have a membership or some kind of subscription model, I know some of you have kind of higher-end coaching programs, but that are subscription where people would renew um, every year or something like that. We're essentially looking at that because the launch model for programs like that is different than for an online course. And that's why I say, you know, we've done this three times this year. For most courses, you you might not do that. Three, you might not do three times. Um, if you're doing something live or something that's recurring, it's a little bit different. So yeah, this is kind of your your sign. I'll be sharing about it. We'll send some emails and stuff. But really, this is just for the folks that are listening to this and they're like, yes, I need to scale my membership. I need to figure out how to hire a Marisa, how to actually be ready to have a Marisa on the team, um, like how to have your systems in place, um, how to get stuff outside of your brain, even when that's not your skill set, right? We'll, we'll do a, like a whole lesson on how how to explain things. Oh my God. Um, but you're, and, and you want like access to all of our, our processes, right? You want the behind the scenes look at how we're doing what we're doing and how we're doing it effectively and how we're frankly doing what we're doing with just two people, which I think is like fucking miraculous. Um, working on these projects. So if you're interested in that, best thing to do is just send me a DM, send me a DM and I'll get you that application and all the information as soon as it's ready. Uh, we're expecting to be working on that probably the second week of December is when we'll be um, inviting applications to come in. So find me on Instagram. Yay. Let me know. Yeah, I know. Yay. So excited. Um, <laughs> it's going to be so great. And like, just to like, you know, and you're going to have like, you know, I think ultimately I know that we have learned so much, even just in the past like six months about what it takes to sustainably run and grow a successful membership site. Cause those are also not the same thing. There are plenty of programs that are like, here's how to make an evergreen funnel. Uh, but that you gotta address the back end. You have to have these systems in place because also keep in mind, we did all of this while also running our coaching calls, doing co-working, being in our community. We actually moved our entire HPA community to a new software during the pre-launch phase. Um, so there's like, you have to run the community at the, you can't just stop your community, your membership while you're launching. So that's why these systems are so critical. Anyway, if you're like, yes, this is what I need, send me a DM and we'll get you that application in early December. And Marisa, is there anything else you'd like to share about, about launching, about managing the launch, about the, the magic of processes and, and tasks? <laughs> the magic of processes. Um, 
there are Marisa's available at a store near you. It's quite possible. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your eyes out. You might see me. Um, But no, really go make SOPs. That key takeaway, just get the knowledge and those details out of your brain onto paper, preferably electronic paper. Make a video of that process. You can turn later into a written document. SOPs are the most brilliant part of your business. They're setting you up for success and they're literally giving you back your time. So go make SOPs, go find your Marisa. You've got this. Oh my God. Marisa just sold me on SOPs again. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Marisa, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad that everyone gets to hear from you and hear like the real behind the scenes on coming uh, and doing all this work. And y'all like, I mean, I just like, let's celebrate Marisa. Some Marisa, some, some good vibes across, across space and time uh, for being so fucking amazing. Our members already know how amazing Marisa is, but for those of you who haven't met Marisa, now you know too. Uh, Thank you so much, Marisa, for, for coming in and hanging with me on the show today. Thanks, Sarah. So fun to chat with you. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening again. If you want to learn more about the membership accelerator, which is going to cover, I mean, essentially the sales and marketing, but also the operations of running a successful and sustainable membership site at a high level, then send me a DM. Um, you know, just let me know that you want the application and the information when we have it and we'll get you set up. And then the rest of you, yeah, go and uh, go record some videos, <laughs> make SOPs and change your life. <laughs> um, I, will, I will see you back here next week. Bye for now. 